Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready. Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, And tonight I have a little bit of a raspy voice coming on, because why not? Because sometimes that's fun and super sexy. So... For those of you who are brand spanking new to this station, I welcome you with open arms to this wild and amazing Inspired Choices Network and the fabulous shows we have on here. Um, we have some amazing shows that come to you live, and we also have some amazing shows in the archives. So if you guys are looking for topics, if you're looking for something that's like, you know, been on your mind, something you'd like to clear, something you like information on, chances are we've got it somewhere in, in the archives, somewhere on an upcoming show, somewhere live, somewhere, somewhere. You can probably find it. So check out all the uh, shows, not just mine. There's lots of great stuff going on um, that's available. So um, also, if you're brand new to this particular show, uh, this is The Pleasure Zone. So we talk about all things naughty and nice. We talk about bodies. We talk about pleasure. We talk about things that a lot of people don't want to talk about. We talk about things that lots of people secretly talk about. We talk about things that most people I adore and love love talking about that maybe not all the rest of you get to talk about with other people. So we're going to talk about stuff today. And um, a lot of my shows are generally inspired by something that's going on in my life. This particular show was not inspired by something going on in my life, actually, but uh, a friend of mine, um, she also inspires a lot of my shows. And one day she just said this thing that cracked me up, and I said, that is a show title. So I wrote it down, and that was over a month ago. Uh, and I, I put it in my my list of, hey, there's a show to talk about. And so tonight you guys are getting the title of Rock and a... Uh, and guess what? The next word is a, is a word that rhymes with rock. That's right. Rock and a beat. So I'm, I'm actually going to uh, beat myself in the show, but I'm sure you guys are creative and can figure out what that possible C word is. and uh, Or we can just refer to it as a male chicken. Okay, cool. Well, that would be a rooster, but I think other people do call it a cock. So we'll just just giving you the guys the word once, and then we'll go from there. So, right, it does sound like hawk. Thank you so much. So, <laughs> thank you to, to my producer and friend Rhonda for giving me the insight that it does rhyme with hawk. It's very true, but it's not like a hawk, and it it doesn't generally like swoop down from the sky. Prey on dead meat. Now that would be weird, awkward, and kind of uncomfortable. I think. I'm just thinking about that. 
maybe not uh, not what I want is a hawk swooping down on me. But okay, as I digress, thinking about hawks, cocks, and rocks, um, that could have been part of the title, but it wasn't. Um, if you happen to hear giggling in the background during this show, that's my daughter who is being um, being my sidekick tonight, energetically hanging out with me. She's really uh, sometimes she just wants to hang out with Mama, so we're having a hang out with Mama, hang out in the bedroom, have a nice show kind of night. <laughs> so so if you hear giggling, it's uh, the giggles of laughter of life. Could be at me, could be at her own book. You never know, whatever it is, just enjoy it. Uh, so what what is this topic about? What is this rock thing? What is this cock thing? What are we really talking about? Um, what I started to get, so when I was talking to this uh, friend of mine, who loves when I refer to her as this friend of mine, because then she's like, I know exactly uh, this show is about me. Um, but right now, she won't know that because she's asleep in Rome. So she does not know that this show is going on, even though she generally listens to it. So if she ever listens to it in the archives, she can laugh about it then. So she said one day, she's like, darn it, doesn't this guy just know that all I want is a rock and his cock? And I'm like, really? That's really awesome and hilarious. I'm like, wait, you want to get married? She said, it's not about marriage. I just really would like a really nice ring. And I was like, that's really cute. So I wonder, um, like, how many of us out there have have actually uh, made getting the ring so significant um, that we're like, oh, well, that this ring actually creates meaning. This this ring, not only if I have it, it means that I'm going to have to get married. Um, although I have a few friends who just like getting engaged. It's just like they could be engaged forever, and that's super fun to them. They're not interested in the simple wedding band. They just like a nice diamond, um, and they like to say they're engaged, and they like to call each other fiancé rather than calling each other husband and wife or lover. But I like to say lover husband. That's like my title uh, for my lover husband. And so, you know, if you if you prefer to be like fiancé because French words are fun, go for it. That's cool. And if you're making having the rock super, super significant, sometimes you will actually find that you are choosing relationships that aren't necessarily working for you hoping, thinking maybe this person will give you the rock. Um, I've I've had friends in the past who literally broke up with people who they actually really liked um, solely based on the fact that the person wasn't willing to be engaged to them. Nowhere in the three years of their relationship at that point, and now they've been together for much longer, but nowhere in the years prior to that, like this person had set in their brain that if I'm not engaged after three years, this relationship is done. However, they never actually informed the other person of it. So the other person, you can imagine, much to their shock, was like, what? I didn't know that there was a three-year rule and that if I didn't give a ring after three years that it's over. And this person was like totally confused. Um, and so that was like kind of uh, shocking. And then... Uh, I guess they they figured it out and have resolved that or figured something out and they've changed it or I'm not sure because I don't really talk to them a lot anymore. But um, I just know that people have created a lot of significance around that rock and around 
you know, the other stuff we're going to talk about after. So, so the rock, how, it's really funny having my daughter in the room and saying the word cock, but it's all good. She's heard me swear before, um, and she often uses the F word appropriately. And in our house, um, as long as you use swearing uh, in context appropriately, it's totally cool. It's more about being grammatically crazy and having it make, like, no logical sense, like just throwing the F word out here and there with no context. And I'm like, hey, there's no context. But if there's context, I totally get it. Use the F word as much as you like, because then it makes sense. And she and she just said to me not to worry about it because she's not listening. So in case you heard that in the background, that was uh, she's not listening to my show as much as she is listening to my show because she can do she's a multitasker. <laughs> so so it's really cute, and she's uh, yeah. So back to the rock, and the rock is something that I do find that a lot of people have made incredibly significant size of the rock, just like the size of the cock. People make these things significant. So there's some things. It's like the hardness of the rock, the hardness of the cock, the size of the rock, the size of the cock. These things actually kind of, I get where my friend was saying these things go together. There are a lot of similarities that these things can go together. And, uh, and then I was like, well, what about just like a cock ring? And then you just, those go together right there. You've got all of it together in one, in one packaged up product. But I don't think that's what she was talking about. So if, if at any chance in your life you've actually broken up with somebody because you didn't get the rock, because you were waiting, you were hoping, you know, one of the craziest things is sometimes when you, really don't make it significant, the rock shows up. So personally in my life, I had no significance around the idea of being married, ever being married. And my lover husband also actually had lots of friends of his for over 30 years had placed bets on him way back in their 20s. And now he's he's 53 tomorrow. Happy birthday, Mike, if you ever listen to this in the future. Um he, yeah, so for like over, for about 30 years, he had friends betting on the fact that they thought he would be the last guy to ever get married. So when uh, when we did get married, or actually when we got engaged, and he's like, I gave her the rock, but they were all like, what? Well, you're not getting married, right? You're just engaged. And then we got married, and he called them all back. And they're like, damn, we owe you money. Oh, so and so put this much money on this, and they all they all had placed money bets, and they all remembered the money bets they had placed on Mike never getting married. I think there was one guy I thought it was maybe possible. Um, so I think they all owed him money, or somebody somebody got owed money for this um, this bet that got lost on the rock. And so you can imagine, like people create a lot of significance around this even creating and placing bets on who will and who won't ever get married who will get that rock who won't get that rock if she gets that rock will she keep that rock will she throw that rock in his face you know there's so many and then there's also people who assume that it's like we've been together for three years so I should ask them to marry me I should give them a ring and then the person's like, yeah, no, I don't actually want to be married to you. Uh, so, you know, having a conversation might be an option. So before handing out the rock, 
unless you are, of course, uh, the lover of my dear friend and, you know, all she would really like is a rock in your cocks and, you know, just give her the rock. She'll be really pleased with it. Uh, and if you don't know who you are, that's unfortunate because I just gave you great advice. So there is, yeah, there is this total, total um, thing where people will get wrapped up in, oh, well, if they really love me, they would know that I wanted the rock. And it's like, well, no, not everybody is psychic. And sometimes even when they're picking up that information, they might be like, well, am I right? Am I wrong? Because guess what? Chances are you're with somebody who's judging the poop out of themselves. Um, chances are pretty half the population does that regularly. So chances are they'd be like, yeah, that person would never marry me or whatever. And, or they've also got the judgment of, uh, maybe the opposite where they think, oh, of course that person's going to marry me. And the thing is, don't assume, don't assume that that rock is going to be received Actually, even my lover husband didn't assume that the rock was going to be received when he gifted it to me um, and and knows me so well that he actually said, as he didn't actually ask me to marry him, he just put the ring on our bed. He pulled it out of his underwear drawer and he like put it on the bed and he said, open it. I was like, cool, it's a ring. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then... Then he was like, well, what do you think? I'm like, it's nice. He's like, okay, well. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, am I asking myself to get married? What's going on? And so after our very funny and hilarious conversation, <clears throat> he was like, well, if you don't want it, it's okay because I, ha I have the receipt and I bought it from my friend who's a jeweler. So if you don't want it, it's okay. I can return it. I, I, got, in I got insurance on it too in case you keep it. So in case something happens to it, it's going to be taken care of. And he's like, and don't worry, I got a really good deal on it. So it's worth a lot more than what I paid for it. <laughs> like, I love you. Uh, that right there makes me say yes, because you just said three things that wraps up pretty much that you know me so freaking well that, yes, I would love to marry you. And plus, the story about it is awesome in my point of view. So I don't think I actually know anybody else who was ever given a rock and was told, this is returnable. It's just your choice, basically. It's your choice. It's okay. It's returnable. It's worth more money than I paid for it because I got a good deal on it. And and uh, I got insurance just in case. I'm like, man, you got all things covered. Oh, so cool. So you know, when somebody actually knows you, they might know that, yeah, you are a person who changes your mind. You might choose one second to say yes and one second to say no. So, and if you're the buyer of the rock, just know people choose and they might choose 10 seconds yes and 10 seconds no. So maybe have some insurance uh, in place or, or have that receipt ready for possible returns. Don't inscribe the ring. That's for darn sure because that's not as easily returnable. That's my pragmatic advice on the ring and the rock and when we come back from this fantastical break it'll be more on the rock and the cock and whatever i'd like to say about that after this commercial break 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. This is your host, magical me, Milica Jelanić. So welcome back, and today's topic is rock and a cock. How do those two things go together? And you know what? You don't always have to have the rock and the cock, because some of you might be out there, and you're giving the rock, and you might be a woman marrying another woman. You might be a woman asking a man to marry you. So... It might be completely different combinations of genitals and jewelry. Genitals and jewelry. That could have been my other title of the show. Genitals and jewelry. Or genital jewelry. Well, I don't know that I've done a show on genital jewelry yet. Okay, well, there's a topic that I might be discussing. I think I have. Maybe not. So many shows in the archives. It's hard to say. So one of uh, one of the things I was thinking about when we were going to break was like, I was like, oh, well, actually, Mike wasn't the first person to ask me to marry him. Interesting. So what was it about the other people that I was like, no? So um, when I was fairly young, when I was in my, uh, when I was like 19, I, I dated a guy for a couple of years, through, through about three, just over three years, I guess. <clears throat> and, you know, he was lovely. He was very, like, uh, interested in getting married. I was young. Uh, you know, I think I was 22 when we broke up and he was 26 or 27. He was like looking to get married. Um, 
and I was his first girlfriend, and so I was very like significant to him. Um, and I think I became almost too significant to him, so it became a turnoff to me. I didn't want to be like his everything. Um, and and as much as um, and I wasn't able to receive that amount of adoration. Like he was probably ideal for somebody who loved being like. And, and I couldn't receive it. I just wasn't used to it. I wasn't used to people giving me gifts. I wasn't used to... So he was a very awesome gift giver. He loved bringing me chocolates. He would even bring my mother chocolates. And he would bring me flowers, like, all the time, which was lovely. But, you know, I was kind of like, oh, that's so sad. The flowers have been cut and they're dead. Like, I couldn't receive the kindness he was being. And um, I was more sad about the flowers being dead, which was funny and silly at the same time because it's actually not my point of view it was somebody else's point of view but I didn't know that at the time so I didn't have the tools to be aware of that and um, so so as much as he was very sweet and kind I could not receive him I couldn't receive what he was willing to be in the world and um, luckily um, I think he's getting married I think uh, last I connected with him about a year or so ago or just over a year ago he was uh, on his way to, he was engaged or getting married or something. So that's awesome because I know that's something that he really, really, truly wanted to have in his life was to be married. And it's it's funny because sometimes making that whole marriage thing super significant can be a really, really big turnoff too. Um, so, or the whole, I, I need to be engaged to. I know something for me about that with, with that first person was kind of like, I I couldn't perceive a future with him, um, and and I was interperceiving at the time. I was doing some psychic work. I was I was kind of getting in into being more public with that, and at the time, and I wasn't really perceiving like where I could have a future with this person. Um, I found uh, his his body was fine. It just that his body didn't turn on my body. Um, and I found that, like every every time he would talk, I would just like I would get so aggravated and agitated. Um, and and right after we broke up, I started in therapy, which I was I stayed in therapy diligently weekly for 14 years. Um, spent a lot of money on therapy. It wasn't because of him that I went to therapy. What what he did initiate though was my awareness of that I really desired feeling more of me before I chose to be in a relationship and be married to anybody. Um, And then at one point, I actually made having the ring very significant. So at the age of 25, I met another person who was uh, super incredibly handsome. He was like lovely, kind, quiet. Um, And then I had all kinds of other shit where I sabotage constantly that relationship um and and he's married now too with two beautiful children so I don't have contact with him though I've been told because people love telling me about this person's life um but I in that um case was like well I've been together with you for 4 years and you've never even mentioned ever wanting to have a future with me have a life with me or be married to me or whatever. So why don't we just end it before we spend the rest of more years like at this not actually creating anything. I was more 
frustrated about not creating anything. And it's not that he wasn't kind, like he was kind. That wasn't the issue. It's that I required somebody who had more oomph and chutzpah, somebody who's more of a creator, uh, somebody who is more adventurous and somebody who would uh, was willing to um, see me and have my back. And so it's not, it's, it's that he didn't necessarily see me, which was okay. That's not like, that's just where he was at. So um, at that point, I used the rock as a reason to not um, continue the relationship it's like well if we're not going to be engaged then this might as well end and that was a heart-wrenching breakup that took me a while to get over um, and even at the time I was like kind of having mixed stuff going on as I was like sabotaging uh, the relationship people would say I was sabotaging but I was really what I was really doing was I was I was choosing something that I knew would be the only thing that would allow this person to to like move forward in life. So I literally knew, and at the time I actually knew it. I had done a reading for myself, and it's it's actually probably the last time I've done a reading for myself. I do readings for other people all the time, but at the time I'd done a reading for myself, and I was like, oh, all right, this person um, was breaking up with me, so I was aware of that, and and so I just was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, I didn't, I didn't have like a, so much of a point of view about this, this breakup as, as I did was like, okay, I guess this needs to occur because I could see in the cards that the breakup was actually going to be really good for him. Like I could see that his life was going to be, um, that he'd be really happy. And, and I knew he wasn't happy with me. He was just complacent. He was just going along with it just because he was too kind to walk away. And so, he, uh, yeah, so I, I realized that it was like somewhere in me I knew that I had to do something that was going to be absolutely uh, almost cruel to get him to to just choose for him. So I did. Um, and and that's, and it's funny because I am aware that I was aware of what I was doing at the time and I was aware as much as it hurt like shit to be such an asshole, I knew that that it was actually required. So I want you guys to hear that because I know that sometimes you think that in relationship, maybe somebody is being a jerk and you're like, oh, that was so nasty what they did. And I want you to look at it because what if they're actually not being nasty? What if they're far more conscious and maybe aware than you think they are? And what if they actually know that you could have an even greater life and they actually care about you so much that they're willing to like do whatever it takes, even have you hate them so that you can have something that's way uh, brighter and more brilliant for your future. So, yeah, that um, never hated that person for a second in my life, adored him, um, really happy that he's having like a future that's that in a life that is like happy for him. And, um, and I knew that he wouldn't have been happy with me. It was just something that I knew. And so I knew that using the ring as an excuse and then going out and being this ass in order for him to go, wow, that was just me and you, bitch. I knew all of that was like totally required, which was hard. It was really hard to do um, and totally required to do. And um, so 
Yeah. So if you if you are that person too, if you were like the, in the position that I was in, where you knew you had to be the ass in order for that person to have the future that they require and desire, because you care about them so deeply and so much that you were willing to um, have them hate you so that they could move forward in your life, acknowledge you for that. Because as much as it seems like, wow, you might feel like you were an asshole, maybe you were actually being really kind to that person by knowing and knowing that they were actually going to have something far greater. And and as much as it can sound like something totally arrogant, it's also that it's creating greater for you. It's like you have an awareness that that together this was not actually creating the future you desired. So if if it's not going to create the future you desire for you, then the chances are inviting this person into this future with you is not going to create the future that they desire either. So it wasn't necessarily what um what would have been the greatest contribution on the planet and and I'm also very aware that all choices lead you to exactly where you are right now, and I am super grateful for all the choices that I have uh, made, even if some of them people would call them bad choices or this or that. Um, every single second of every day, every single choice has actually led me to exactly where I am right now. And every single choice that you've made, conscious or unconscious, has led you to exactly where you are right now. And now if you don't like where you're at right now, choose something different. If you do like where you're at right now, still, what else is possible? Are you willing to choose even greater and choose something different? choice man it's an amazing amazing thing so use it it's a tool keep asking like what do i desire what do i require what would be fun what would i like my future to be like and does this match what i'm looking for do i actually require the rock in order to have the future i desire can i just acknowledge the kindness caring that this person be and is the rock going to make it more something solid i mean rocks are you know, appear solid. So if you think having the rock is going to make your relationship solid, that, my dear friends, is an illusion. It could just be a nice gift. So please don't put the value of your relationship into the rock because that is uh, ludicrous. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Your relationship's value is not dependent on the size or the color or the hardness of a rock um, as much as some people think it is. So when we go... We're going to head off to break now for a commercial, and when we come back, a little bit more on The Rock and the Cock after these commercial breaks. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? 
thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at melissayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. Um, for those of you who are wondering how to find me, where to, where on earth does this person live, what are they doing in the world, you can find me on my website. That's www. That's how most of them start. Uh, M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. That's MalitzaJelenic.com. I spell it because my name does not sound the way it's spelt. So, that's one way to find me. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as Magical Melita. You can find me on Twitter as Melita Jelinek and on Facebook as Melita Jelinek. Or you can uh, like the Pleasure Zone on Facebook. I like having likes. I'd appreciate more likes on that. That'd be wonderful. Um, and you can also find uh, crazy antics and strange things that I like to say on YouTube. Usually I say them through a puppet named Kiki. So if any of those are fun and of interest to you, please find me there. Um, so our topic tonight is a rock and a cock. What do they have in common? Both are hard. Both are enjoyed. Both are, yeah, there's a few things they have in common. Um, both size doesn't matter. To some people it does. So that's what I'd like to talk about for a second is like where people are placing a lot of value on, um, say, in a relationship, if you have if you have decided that you really are like recoiled by a person's body. And the thing is, people do this all the time. They will actually get married to somebody or even get engaged to somebody whose body actually turns them right off. They before they even end up being married, they're already having sexual dysfunction, sexual issues in their body start to show up, and they're like, they don't know why, they figure they're aging, they start making excuses. And what aren't they doing? They aren't asking a question. They aren't asking like, hey, body, would you like to, you know, be a lover with that body? They're assuming, oh, because when they met them seven years ago or three years ago, that, that, you know, the two bodies were turned on together. You know, it was a spark, you know. I don't know. I think pretty much if I'm naked in front of other bodies, my body is like, woohoo, life. Yeah, baby, that's great. But 
it's not necessarily about um, like something that's going to have uh, lasting power, shall we say? Like maybe this person isn't going to um, turn you on for ages and ages and ages. So you can ask that. And if you're already noticing that their body is starting to be less and less desirable, it's not a time thing. It's not like, well, you know, we've been together a few years, so I'm uh, I'm not as attracted to them or whatever because, you know, it's same old. That's crap. So your body can, you know, can possibly, for one thing, your body already knew in advance that it wasn't attracted to that person. So honor your body. Acknowledge it. Listen to it. Um, and and try not to fake it out. Like So people will end up going, oh, well, it's okay. Their body doesn't really turn me on, but I'll marry them anyway. Oh, okay, well, this didn't work, and the whole marriage thing didn't turn me on. Oh, crap. So, you know, some people will actually, like, fake enjoying the body in order to get the the ring. And in, in, in effect, they're not actually turned on by either the idea of being married or by the person's body. So get really, uh, I don't know if the word is honest with you, but really, it's not really. It's more like trust that you know that if a body doesn't turn you on, if the cock is not turning you on, if the vagina is not turning you on, if, you know, if the smell of the penis and if it doesn't do you anything, um, just you know, know that that's not going to work for you. So, um, I've I've heard, and I have I know somebody who says that uh, for women, for example, and I think this is true for men too. But if you actually don't like the smell of your partner's genitals, that may be a really good indicator that sex with them is not going to be so great. So, if you're willing and daring to stick your face. In their cr- Some people actually aren't willing and daring. To me, it would be like, if I can stick my face in everybody's crotch, it would be, I'm like a dog that way. I'd just say, hey, what's going on there? But I don't because, you know, I'd probably get slapped with handcuffs and whatever. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm aware that that's not really, uh, bo- you know, person behavior. It's dog behavior. So I'll, in this embodiment, not choose it. So if, if so, if you're willing to, just like do a do a little check then you know you might find that oh like that smells great oh my body's turned on and the pheromones in their body chances are the pheromones in their body will turn your body on um quite easily even like say even if you're having like stress or duress sometimes the smell of somebody's pheromones can actually create ease in your body. It's kind of like aromatherapy. So for me, um, if I'm feeling stressed, I like to smell my lover's armpits. I love it. And my daughter's sitting right here, and this is a funny conversation because she just finished reading her book. So now she's, not only was she reading her book before, but now she's actually hearing what I'm saying. And she knows that I have a thing for armpits because when she was little, I would snuggle her in my armpits all the time. And now uh, just for good times and jokes, I, I just will get her to smell my armpits because we're different in this house. And now she's really going to avoid this conversation and get another book. So <laughs> that's that's great idea. So um, you might find, though, that uh, 
somebody whose body you really enjoy the smell of, for one, and that you enjoy playing with, the smell of their pheromones might actually allow you to have more ease in your body if you're stressed. Maybe smell their genitals, maybe smell their armpits, maybe smell some part of their body. You might find that just the smell of them will give you a huge sense of ease, probably faster reaction than any essential oil uh, you'll ever take. You can smell your own body. Um, so that's just a side note. But I'm saying that about the rock and the cough because if you actually do smell smell your partner's genitals and you find that it's like entices you and awakes you and gets you like really happy, um, chances are you're going to have some pretty good fun with them. And, um, you know, and they definitely, everybody's body definitely has a different scent to it. So, um, if, if you are planning on, you know, the idea of having a long-term relationship, that's one of the things, like, please smell their armpits, smell their genitals. If you don't like the smell of those, and, you know, even if them using deodorant doesn't change the smell of those, um, chances are you are not going to really enjoy their company. I know that sounds really weird, and it's a, it's a really weird thing to say. I mean, it's not something that people usually put on the list of how to have a great relationship. Smell the person's genitals and see how that goes for you. But honestly, it's uh, it's a tool that I'm added to my toolbox of smell the person's pheromones, smell their armpits, smell their genitals. If you enjoy them, you are probably going to have a pretty um, easeful time with them. And I can tell you, like, looking back, I hadn't heard this, but looking back, I, I had that instinctually that I would just go in for a smell. Just like I was saying, like, I like the smell of things and I like the smell of armpits. And the the people whose bodies I really like the smell of, um, they were few and far between. I mean, I like bodies in general, but there, it's... It's rare that I just want to like, like sniff up and uh, like just like sniff up the genitals. Like most armpits, I really enjoy, but not all genital smells I enjoy. Um, I can look at all of them and enjoy that, but not all smells. So it's very, it can evoke a lot of things. And so if you are willing to get in there, and if you are like, wow, I love that smell, and it's turn on to your body, um, awesome, you know. I think it's a it's a strange factor to go on. However, why not add it to your toolbox? And you know what else? So, before actually saying yes to taking these like commitments, sometimes saying yes and having the ring is great. I mean, uh, if the person doesn't expect you to give it back, maybe you're just adding to your jewelry box or whatever. And if you have no point of view about it awesome. Maybe you're somebody who collects engagement rings. I don't know. Um, I'm sure I know a few people who have several engagement rings and maybe that's their thing and cool. And I know that if that is, if you are one of those people who has been engaged multiple times, maybe that's something to ask yourself. Do you actually just like being engaged? Because maybe that's your thing rather than being married. And maybe you actually just like engagement rings. And so do you have to actually create relationships in order to get those engagement rings? Or would it be just easier to buy them for yourself or ask for them or just, you know, receive them from the universe? Um, Yeah, what if it doesn't have to be effortful and, like, create a big relationship that becomes so significant about being engaged and get the ring? 
What if you could just say, hey, can I have the ring, please? Thanks. I mean, we're willing to ask for money. Why not ask for the ring? Hey, by the way, we started dating. Can I have an engagement ring? I'm not really asking to be engaged. I just really like diamonds. Thanks. And I don't know. I think it would be funny. I've personally never done that, and it could be hilarious. I know that um, also one of um, one of my relationships that I really had absolutely no desire to ever marry the person um, that and it was like the longest relationship I was in to date and I never had a desire to marry them and I would even like create obstacles like fine I'll be engaged to you if you carve me a ring out of a out of wood by hand with like this intricacies in it telling this to a person who has never carved wood in their life. Um, if you can do that, I'll consider it, right? So I was creating, I knew I was creating obstacles because I figured, oh yeah, they'll never pull that off. Um, and so they didn't, they never pulled it off. They they tried to buy one. I was like, that's not the same. You didn't make it. And it wasn't about, the. in that case, it wasn't about the ring. I didn't require the rock or the ring. I actually just required them not to be in my life, but I was looking for anything as an obstacle to not have them in my life. Um, and it was funny because when I said to my now lover husband, he's like, well, if, uh, this is, I don't know, maybe a year into our relationship. And he asked me, well, if I ever got an, if, would you be, would you ever be interested in like getting married to anybody ever? Like not just me, but anybody I was like, possibly, I don't know. It's not really a big deal to me. And, and after the conversation, he was like, well, I don't really see you ever wearing jewelry. So if I if I were ever to buy you, say, a ring, would you would you wear it? And I was like, yeah, maybe. I said, but if you made me a ring, if you carved it, I would definitely wear it. And he was just like right on it. He's like, oh, I can carve a ring, no problem. Oh, yeah, I got a friend. He said, la, 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 la. He could show me how to do it. I could take a course. Oh, he was on it. I was like, well, naturally I could marry you because you're just like willing to anything to like give me what I like. I'm asking for, even if it's crazy, like a hand-carved wood ring. So I was like, hey, man, you're cool. I knew he was cool from day one, even before we were dating. So that's cool. Sometimes you just know when somebody's cool and you're just like excited to have them in your life. And definitely excited to have the rock I have and the cock I have in my life. I feel very like honored and and lucky to have both of those and to be celebrating um his birthday tomorrow is extra fun. So how does it get any better than that? And so so when it comes down to it, what have we made significant about, you know, penises, penis size, rocks, rocks on those engagement rings, you know, and, and everything that you've made significant about the size, the shape, the look of all of those rocks and penises, uh, will you now destroy and uncreate all of it? Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, bottle, nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. Holy cow, there's actually a lot of energy on that. Well, that's funny. Maybe there's more energy on the rocks and the penis. I'm not sure. Whatever that is. So if you have ever made it super significant, I only like big penises. I only like them this. I only like them this color. I only like them that shape. I only like them circumcised or uncircumcised. If you've made certain things significant, you actually cut off your receiving of everything else. So, you know, if you're like, oh, I only like 
you know, nine inch penises that uh, have a piercing at the end. Well, then you actually aren't willing to receive every other penis that is available that might actually be really kind to your body. You've decided and concluded that only certain ones would be and not really had an awareness. You haven't even sniffed the genitals. I don't know why you'd think you know what you're doing if you haven't sniffed the genitals. That's what I'm saying, peeps. So if you are, if you do get all these, like, so in a lot of my shows, I talk about asking some questions before actually jumping in the sack. At this point, I'm thinking you've probably jumped in the sack if you're going for the ring. This is just a little additional tool to get you to go, okay, if I'm going to actually choose this and step into this, and it's not for life necessarily because whatever, it's for for those 10 seconds. If you are choosing engagement and you you are making, and if you're making it significant, Sniff up those genitals, man, because you might find that you really enjoy it or you really don't, but it's better to know than not know. Um, People's smells generally don't change that much. Uh, They may change with maybe medication or something or drug-induced or whatever, but for the most part, most bodies smell pretty much the same most of the time. So... If you are, again, everything that you you would possibly make significant about, oh, I could never marry that guy because, you know, everything about him was great except for his penis size. Everything about him was great, but then he gave you a ring that wasn't the totally right one. He should have known, you know, or, you know, if you're a woman with a woman and, you know, she's not giving you the right size ring or her genitals don't smell the right way, you know, if, if you make, or maybe her vagina is not tight enough. I don't know really what um, a lesbian vagina complaint would be. So, I don't know. Maybe there isn't one. I'll have to ask some of my friends out there about that. Um, And so, if there is this thing about um, judging the body, especially for the size, and judging the rock for the size of it, it's like, really, guys, what if you could receive more and more and more from people. Like I was saying at the beginning of the show when I was talking about the person that I dated when I was in my like 19 to my early 20s and he was actually really kind and I couldn't receive him. So if you're looking at a person and you're judging the poop out of yourself constantly um, and you cannot receive from the other person, you, please check with yourself first and just see like, are you willing to receive you? Until you're really willing to receive you, you cannot receive the rock, you cannot receive the cock. So receive you first. And what does that mean? It means that you actually acknowledge everywhere that you have said, decided, or chosen that you're either not good enough, smart enough, great enough, you're too much of this, you're not too much of that. It's anywhere that you've actually made yourself right or wrong or good or bad. And so those are all limitations that you've placed on yourself so please receive you. And and there are different things you can do to receive more of you. There are like meditations you can do. There are quick exercises from access consciousness you can do. There are all kinds of things that you can actually start to really get present with you, to acknowledge you, to go, wow, hey, it's me. And one of the easiest things to do to start to receive more of you and acknowledge you is look in a mirror every day and go, hi. And that's all. Hi. You know what? 
we might say hi to everybody else on the planet, but it's pretty darn rare that we actually say hi to ourselves. So in starting to receive yourself, start with that. Super simple. Just say hi to yourself and then start to get like, hi. Oh, hi, it's me. Hi, cool. And then as as you start to do that, you're going to start to notice that, hey, I'm here. Oh, yeah, wow, I'm present. And then the judgments of you, you might start to notice who you are and then you might start to notice what the judgments you have about you are, and the judgments are not you. Judgments are points of view you have, right? So when you start to go through them, you might go, oh, wow, that's not even mine. Oh, I don't really... And if you'd like to go through something like that, and you'd like to actually clear a bunch of those judgments of you or that you have of yourself, um, feel free. You can call me. I do sessions on line on the phone recorded if that's something you desire and require i do um have pr- uh, private practice where i do that if i'm not that fun and interesting to you that's cool too because there are lots of amazing people and friends of mine um that i would highly highly recommend um and that you know i'm sure you can find if you go on the access consciousness website you can find lots of amazing people who kind of talk the crazy talk i've been talking about tonight you know talking about possibilities talking about no judgment talking about um you know where we come to conclusions about where we think this is really really important and we jump to conclusion that we think we need the rock or we think we don't need the rock or whatever it is where we push people away and we're not willing to receive them and we're not willing to receive ourselves so again just a reminder if you're not willing to receive you you won't be able to receive the rock or the cock just saying okay so i want to say thank you to all of you for listening tonight uh tonight on the live and then in the future listening to it whenever you're listening to it i want to thank you for that um i want to let you guys know that i am hosting an amazing class coming up that i'm so freaking excited about it is a three-day body class from access consciousness and i'm hosting it in my lovely area um in actually in a Matri County area where I live in in a town called Madoc, Ontario. So for those of you who are familiar with Access Consciousness, you'll know that we have lots of amazing classes for consciousness, uh, towards consciousness, for bodies, and all kinds of really cool specialty classes. And the three-day body class is an amazing one of three days of energy work. But not only are we going to do that, we're going to have horseback riding one night. We're going to have a wine tasting tour, and we're going to have a potluck party. I am so excited to have all my conscious friends come to play with me. I wish all my friends could come and play with me. Some of my conscious friends won't be able to make it, and that's cool. Everybody can join in energetically. I'm so excited for this event in June on June 2nd to 4th. Please check it out on the Access Consciousness website under Juna Guder. Um, I want to thank all of you guys for listening, and please join me on social media. Follow me, love me, like me. I will follow and love you and like you back. And I look so forward to having you all listen to the show next week. Have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.